Okay, as you can see on the screen there, we have the four alls. All authority, all nations, all things, and the last one's a little bit tricky, always. Okay, always. Um, hey, Hank, would it be possible to bring up a scripture? I forgot to mention it to you before. Matthew 28, <clears throat> 16 to 20. And if you've got your Bibles, feel free to uh, open it up. Um, 16 to 20, yeah. Okay, then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, oh sorry, up to 20 as well, to the end of the chapter. Here we go. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, they could have been a cricket team, couldn't they? I wonder who the wicket keeper would have been. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Thanks, Hank. So, he has all authority. Oh, by the way, See the word commission there? Just block out the C-O-M and you've got mission. So the commission, we're being commissioned for a mission. It's all right there in one word. It's not that big a revelation, is it? But I just thought I'd share it. <laughs> it was a revelation to me two days ago. So, he has, this is Jesus, all authority. His commands take us, sorry, his command, he commands us to take the gospel to all nations, to observe all things, and he promises to be with us always. What more assurance could we want? We are his ambassadors and should be faithful to him in all things. What is mission? And folks, this is our last Sunday of May Mission Month. 
This is our last Sunday of May Mission Month. You might have noticed on the on the uh, newsletter, Pastor Phil Tong was supposed to was down to preach here today, but uh, he was unable to make it. So, um, so I'm the stand-in. So, what is mission, and what is the principal foundation for the mission of the church? These are good questions. The word mission itself comes from the Latin verb missio. M-I-S-S-I-O, which means to send. To send. So literally, mission has to do with sending. When I was primary school age, my mum sent me on a mission. She sent me up the street to get a loaf of bread. And I bought, it wasn't sliced in those days, and I bought the loaf of bread, it was just wrapped in some tissue paper with a bit of sticky tape on it, and it hadn't been long out of the oven, and it was really nice and warm, and by the time I got home, the loaf was hollow. (laughs) I tell you what, I got into trouble that day, I had to go back and buy another loaf, and it came out of my pocket money. Dad never found out. <laughs> He's got a whack with a wooden spoon. <laughs> Good old mum. Where would we, be, would we be without our mums and a bit of discipline every now and again? <laughs> Alrighty. So, the word mission has to do with sending. In the scriptures we see the verb to send being used over and over and in a multitude of ways, but There's a sense in which the whole life of the church and the whole experience of the Christian are rooted ultimately in some kind of sending that is founded in the authority and the action of God himself. And it's God that does the sending. It is God that does the sending. We discussed the other night about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When does it happen? And what's the difference between the baptism and being filled with the Spirit? When you become a Christian, when you accept Jesus, you're baptised into his kingdom right at that moment. And so you're baptised in the Holy Spirit right then. And every one of us who believe in Jesus Christ, we are baptised into the Holy Spirit. That means, folks, when the Holy Spirit says, go, you're on a mission. That's God talking to you. Mrs Jones is not feeling too good. She's been widowed for 10 years now and she's really struggling with the pension and she's been sick and can't cook. And the Holy Spirit says to you, why don't you make a casserole for Mrs Jones? She just lives around the corner. You're on a mission from God, folks. You're on a mission from God. It never hurts to do kind things for people. You read all about it in Galatians 5, down the end of the chapter. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It is God who institutes sacrifices and, uh, sorry, sanctifies and mandates the mission of the church. And one of the most famous passages in the Bible 
speaks to this mission, what do you think that passage might be? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. You know where it comes from, don't you? John 3.16. This verse speaks of mission. And many people know this verse, but how many people know John 3.17? Can you just like reel it off? I can't. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. There's your mission. We're the messengers. The motive behind the divine action of redemption seen in John 3.16 lies in the action of God sending his son into this world. Yes, Jesus was on a mission from God. His dad. And he took it seriously, didn't he? You just see the stuff, you know, walk along the road with the disciples. How you going, guys? Not a bad sort of afternoon. Oh, look. Here's a guy on the side of the road. You okay, mate? No, I've been blind since birth. Really? Wow. Come on, boys, let's do a healing. How's the vision now? Oh, it's not that flash, Jesus. People looking like trees. No, let's try again. How is it now? 100%. Alrighty. You won't need glasses. You won't need to have your cataracts done. All good. Folks, I don't know if it was like that. But if Jesus was an Aussie, I reckon it'd be close. The purpose of Jesus being sent to this world was not negative but positive. God didn't send his son for the purpose of judgment but rather for the purpose of redemption. And verse 34 reveals more about the mission. For he whom God sent utters the words of God for he gave the spirit, folks, without measure. Do you know what without measure means? Have you ever given without measure? We all have our limit, don't we? We all have our limit. You know you get that person that just really niggles you. They're just like a bit of sandpaper and they just rub you up the wrong way. And after a while you think, ooh, getting tired of this. But you know what sandpaper does? Makes things shiny. Brings out the best. Alrighty. So, for whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the spirit without measure. He who is the one whom, who, who is the one whom God has sent? It is Jesus Christ. He was sent speaking the words of God and giving the Holy Spirit without measure. Happened on the day of Pentecost and it's still happening today. The Spirit of God fills the hearts of men and women of this world. And that can only be a good thing. 
Have you received your commission? Have you been commissioned to go out and make disciples? Have you talked to the Lord about where to go and who to go with and and when to go? Have you received the teaching from the scriptures and observed all things commanded by the Lord? Basically, once you become a mature believer, folks, the light turns green. The day of my graduation from Bible college, there were three prophets, one here, one here, one back here. I had to go and visit each prophet. They had a word for me on my graduation. Talking about green lights. The first prophet said, Steward, I see you like a horse in the barrier, ready to go. Don't bolt too early. Hmm. That's unfair. I'm a college graduate. I'm ready to go. I know everything there is to know about God and I'm ready to preach passionately. I go to the second prophet. Other side of the room. Stuart, I feel the Lord saying that you're at the traffic lights and they're red. Don't go before they turn green. I think, man, two out of two. What's going on, Lord? I'm ready to rock and roll. Went to the third prophet. Man, that was totally different. The Lord says you're going to the gold fields. What does that mean? Where's the gold fields? Here I am, 22 years later. Who knew? So, basically, once you become a mature believer, the light turns green. Up until this stage, the disciples had been ministering with Jesus for about three years. And now was their launch point. Jesus said, go. Go. Now, I don't know where you are at in all of this, but there comes a time you you also must go for Jesus. Oh, well, like when, 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 when we read that passage, it wasn't my name there. It was everybody's name. So don't give me a hard time, okay, and say, no, 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 Pastor Stuart. No, I'm just staying in the, in the comfort zone. Hot chockey and marshmallows, that's, and I'm going to heaven. No, no. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Got to get out there and do something for Jesus. Doesn't matter what it is, but whatever he tells you to do, do. So, can we go to the corners of the earth? We go up the street.
Jesus said to go to the ends of the earth. Do you think like Denali, Bialaba, Avoca or, you know, Clunes, Talbot, is that the ends of the earth? Some people might say Talbot's the end of the earth. But not really for the people that live there, they love it, more than likely. Are you falling on your knees for our community? There's a question. Are you speaking to the strongholds? Are you speaking to the powers of darkness and telling them they have to flee? What Jesus did. And after his temptation, and like you know the story, and Jesus just flicked open the word. Well, it was in his heart, wasn't it? He says, hey, Dev, get a load of this. And he fled. Now, when did the devil appear to give Jesus a hard time in the next three years? It's not written. It's not written. Do you think the devil wanted to give Jesus a hard time? Sure. That's his mission. But why didn't he attack Jesus on other accounts? I'll tell you why. It's really simple. And at the end of the day, Jesus went up the mountain and he prayed. You see, he kept close relationship with his father. It's the key, folks. It's the key. I get it all the time. Oh, pastor, the devil's attacking me. Okay. Maintain your Christianity. Take a stand. Put on the armour. Pray. When you finish praying, keep praying. Stand firm. When you're done standing, continue to stand. Put on the armour. Stop the fiery darts of the evil one. It's simple, folks. It's simple. Some people say the devil only attacks Christians that are really, really strong Christians. It's true. It's true. Other people say, oh, the devil only attacks weak Christians because they're bait and putty in his hands. Yeah, it's also true. It's all true. The devil doesn't have any favourites. <laughs> It'll attack anyone who's a believer, anyone who's even thinking about being a believer. He's not fussed. He wants to take you down, down to the pits of hell. But there's two gates, folks. Two gates. It's the gates of hell. It's the pearly gate. And I don't know why people say Peter is standing at the gate. I, there's nothing in the Bible that I can find about that. But anyway, whoever's at the gate, whether it's Peter or Jesus or... When we get there, folks, we will see that pearly gate swing wide open. We'll go in. We'll see those streets of gold. We'll see the New Jerusalem temple. Worship Jesus. We'll be a part of Daniel chapter 6.
there were thousands and ten thousands upon ten thousands and smoke filled the room and fire came out of God's throne the wheels on his throne and folks the books were opened what an awesome day that's going to be the books are opened you're going to see the finger of God go down the page ah Carol Lois Roger Gwen it's going to be good folks alrighty our communities don't know that the kingdom of God is at hand they live in fear and our communities don't know that the kingdom of God is right here right now in the hearts and the homes and the workplaces of the people of Wattle City Church the community doesn't know that I think Christians are stupid one lady said to me I used to work with she said oh well she said some people just are weak and they need Jesus she said but I don't Said, you're going to need him one day, Dales. Different people have different amounts of passion and determination, depending on what they want to achieve and when they want to achieve it by. We all get bogged down from time to time. Situations, family problems or issues, work, finance, Pick an issue, it'll bog you down somewhere or another. But when you're feeling down, folks, look up. Remember that. Coming to church won't get you into heaven. What? You stand in the pulpit and you say, coming to church will not get you into heaven? I've got another one for you. Reading the Bible will not get you into heaven. Ha, what a heretic! It's true, folks. We've got to do something about our Christianity. We've got to do something about it. Reading the Bible alone won't get you into heaven. But we've got to allow Christ to impact our lives. The disciples were the disciples of God's Son. And so it was God's Son that came and lived and died and rose again. It was he that said to the disciples, go. It's Jesus. By preaching the gospel, the disciples and us are to see others become learners or followers of the Saviour from every nation, tribe, people and tongue. I've done my bit. Got someone from another tribe. I married her. Sorry, that was a bad joke, wasn't it? But it's true, folks. We're told to go to the ends of the earth. We are to baptise them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And the responsibility rests on Christ's messengers to teach baptism. That's our job, you know. Confession of faith. 
Christians publicly identify themselves with the triune God. They acknowledge that God is their Father and that Jesus is their Lord and Saviour and that the Holy Spirit is the one who indwells, empowers and teaches them. Jesus said to teach them to observe all things I have. Uh, Sorry. Jesus said to teach them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Folks, the commission goes beyond evangelism. It is not enough to simply make converts and then let them fend for themselves. It's a bit rough, isn't it? They must be taught to obey the commandments of Christ as found in the New Testament. The essence of discipleship is becoming like the master. And this was uh, brought about by systematic teaching and submission to the word. Do you want to know what kind of person Jesus was? If you really want to find out, read the Gospels. Read Matthew tomorrow, read Mark Tuesday, Matthew, Mark, Luke, read Luke on uh, Wednesday and read John on Friday and have a day of prayer, Thursday I mean, and have a day of prayer and fasting Friday. I tell you what, you'll come back to church next week on fire and you will understand the kind of person that Jesus is because that's how we should be. We should be like Jesus. Then the Saviour added a promise of his presence with his disciples until the consummation of the age. They would not go forth alone or unaided. In all their service and travel, they would know the companionship, folks, of the Son of God. Do you know the companionship of the Son of God? Is that a part of your life? Is that a reality of your life? and wrap it up the four alls are connected with the great commission all authority, all nations all things, all ways the gospel closes with commission and comfort from the Lord Jesus 20 centuries later his words have the same relevance and the same application the task is still uncompleted. The task is still uncompleted. So, what are we doing to carry out his last command? Let's pray. Father, thank you for commissioning us to go and do the work, to go on the mission, to be a missionary. Thank you for commissioning us because, Lord, we couldn't do it alone. We would struggle greatly, but you have given us everything that we need and you go before us and pave the way. I pray, Lord, today that this message will sink deep into our hearts and our spirits and that we will have learnt a new thing 
will have gained a new passion and zeal that we would step up Lord out of our comfort zone put the hot chocky and the marshmallows aside for a while and get involved with Jesus we pray in his name Amen Thanks Gary Thanks for listening to this podcast by Wattle City Church. If you Google Wattle City Church, you'll find us on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and a whole bunch of other platforms. Feel free to listen. We pray that you'll be encouraged by this message and by other messages that you listen to. We praise God and we pray blessings upon you. In Jesus' name, amen.